It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Lotton Cowboys Podcast, part of the Lotton Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Lena McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. It's it's Friday. I, I mean, I guess if days even matter anymore. Yeah, they don't matter. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I am instinctively happy it's Friday. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all blending in. I'm glad to talk about football with you yeah. again as always so let's Absol- do that yeah let's do that I mean, i'm really excited to get to you know important issues so we're going to start today's show talking about rex ryan and no we're actually we're not going <laughs> to no, 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 no. do that we're going to talk no. about uh some edge rushers in the 2020 draft uh and you know we were just having a conversation pre-show uh about you know what do the cowboys need at edge rusher now that you know they have alden smith they potentially may have randy gregory uh they're bringing back tyrone crawford uh, what type of edge rusher may they be looking for? Uh, today we're going to find out. Uh, let's go ahead and start with um, a second-round guy that we haven't talked about enough on this podcast, Landon. Julian Aquara from mm. Notre Dame. What did you think when you watched his tape? It's interesting that you label him as a second-round guy because I, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind taking him at the bottom of the first, honestly. Okay. I, I, I like Julian Aquara a lot. Uh, and again, I will point out, as I pointed out before, uh, that, that of this trio, there is a one of these things is not like the other, and that to me is Julian Aquara. Uh, okay. Real quick, 6'4", 2 and 2 eighths, 252, 10 and 2 hands, 34 inch, 34 and 3 eighths inch, so almost 34 and a half inch arms, 81 and 6 eighths wingspan that is just ridiculous and we saw uh, him yesterday run a four six oh at his you know kind of made up pro day right yeah yeah and you know we've that's kind of around what we were hearing was mm-hmm. when he was gonna get uh definitely looks the part tall long-limbed big hands good get off but not quite elite i think there's actually room for improvement here but this isn't necessarily you know get his get off specifically is not necessarily in my opinion, how he wins. Uh, he's got strong hands, very strong mm-hmm. hands. He jolts offensive linemen at, with contact. Uh, he plays with good pad level and rushes outside to uh, and, and, and understands depth. He'll get the tackle going too far and get too deep, and then he has a nice little spin move back inside to get to the quarterback if he tries to escape the pocket. Uh, I, I made a joke about this, but... <laughs> I this guy plays how Taco Charlton thinks he plays. Uh, like yeah, he's he, yeah, yeah. he's got a he actually has a good spin move and he actually has power in his hands and uh, I, I think he's got good recognition. He sees offensive tackles slip outside and follows 
for pursuit and screen passes. He, he's, he's good at re- rec- recognizing what's happening to him. Uh, keeps his hands above his eyes when engaging an offensive lineman and has the length to keep them off of him. Bullies guys. He plays much bigger than his size, but shows some finesse and bend as well. Uh, pass rush game needs seasoning. I, yeah, I think he's, there's still too many times when he runs out of ideas uh, at the uh, at a snap. Right, he he initially gets there, gets a long arm going. His first two moves don't work, and then he kind of just you know improvs instead of having a plan as to what's next. How do I keep going? It's I don't think that he has a problem with being uh, relentless. I think he just runs out of ideas at a certain point, and then he's kind of stand there left left. Hand fighting with a guy who's usually a hundred pounds heavier than he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does where does he win power and leverage with great speed? Unanswered questions. Can he hold up as a full time starter at defensive end? Uh, you know, I think we've seen him kind of play a lot of different spots. Uh, I think he has a, a game that I would like to see him kind of moved around a little bit. Um, but we didn't really. I, I, I didn't see enough. You know, just on the tape to know to feel completely confident uh, in his ability to be a full time starter at defensive end. Uh, I think he has absolutely all the tools, and w- it doesn't need to get uh, take very far to get there if he if he isn't. Um, but I just didn't have certainty on that aspect of of, of his game uh, based on the tape study that I did. So, just listening to your review, this sounds like somebody you really really like, correct? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I, I did not expect him to – I did not expect to like him as much as I did. I, I just because this is another guy where I went in with the expectation that and, – and honestly, I hate to say this. The, watching him reminded me of T.J. Watt because okay. – and I'll explain why. Because I, I go into the situation kind of with the headspace of everyone's telling me this is a pass rusher, this is a pass rusher, this is a guy on the edge. And he is. He certainly is that. Like, And that's the, the thing that you're drafting him for is the upside there. But the thing that really stuck out to me is this is a guy who's – and this is what you want in my opinion. This is a guy who is built like a pass rusher. He's flexible and bendy. He can do all that stuff. But he's got crazy pop in his hands, crazy strength that, like you know, and, and understands leverage, and he's just abnormally strong for a guy that's, I mean, only two hundred fifty pounds or whatever. So, I, I to me that reminded me a lot of T.J. Watt because sure. that was the that was the thing with Watt is that everyone told me he was a pass rusher, and then I go in and I see a guy who's got really big, strong hands who's manipulating offensive tackles and looks like a guy who, in my opinion, at the time could be a down a defensive end, and you know, I think. Dallas maybe made a wrong decision there, but that's, maybe you know maybe, <laughs> that's the under, maybe. The understatement there. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I, that's the vibe I got. Is that okay? This I, I'm hearing that this guy's a pass rusher. This guy's I think this guy has the skill set to develop into a you know at all pro a Pro Bowl Ooh. defensive end. You know, I, I think he has that kind of rare ability and that strength that you don't see very often from guys his size that can really be useful as a full time. Uh, uh, starter at defensive end, if not right away, then definitely by year two. All right, so I'll play devil devil's advocate here just for a second. Um, Please. First of all, the, the production's bad, but there's a couple of reasons for it. I mean, he got yes. injured uh, in November. He fractured his fibula, I believe. Um, but even before that, I mean, up and down, depending on what game you watch, uh, you know, you can see a totally different player. Like, if you watch the Virginia tape, I'm sure you did. Yep. Uh, that's maybe one of the best edge rushing tapes in the entire season. 
right? Like he looks yeah. fantastic in that game. Uh, but there's other ones where he's a complete no show. And I think it's just because of a lot of the, you know, the, um, the rawness of his game. He's somebody who's from yep. Nigeria, uh, doesn't have a ton of football experience. I think he just play, started playing three or four years ago. Um, so you can, you definitely see that on tape. I, I just wonder if the first round or even in the top 40 is just a little bit too rich for him right now, considering probably how far he is away from being, you know, from reaching his ceiling. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you that he has a Pro Bowl ceiling. I just wonder how far into the future that ceiling is. Um, sometimes I saw him be a little bit too reliant on his athleticism and length. I'd like to see him develop some counters. Uh, his, I would say his leverage is some inconsistent at times too, but you're taking him because he's an elite athlete who has shown you, you know, seven, eight, nine different, you know, sacks over the last two years where, you know, I, I don't think there's an offensive tackle in the league that could stop him with his ability to bend around the edge and length. So there's a lot to like there. Landon, if he's sitting there at 51, is that an easy pick for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, I mean I, assuming they I don't would, get Chase yeah. on it. Yeah, but right? I mean, just because, and, and here's my my counter argument to that is that, you know, like the bar for what a defensive end is doing his rookie year uh, is already low, and it needs to yeah, be yeah. already low because these guys don't produce. So I don't mind taking a guy like this who, yeah, I would say that he's even more, a little bit more raw than than Chason is, uh, but because. You know the expectations for a, a defensive end uh, to come in here and start uh, is are pretty low. And actually, this gives me an opportunity, if I can, real quick, to clean up sure. something that we said yesterday because we we had some people come back and uh, talking about this. I don't think that anybody thinks that Alden Smith or Ray, uh, Gregory is going to mean that if the Cowboys draft Chase on that he's going to be stashed or not right. see the field. Sure, I, I think I think the idea is that. You're going to want to get him some snaps, but you, you, if 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 he isn't ready or isn't producing right away, which you know again is the norm for a pass rusher, you're not going to you force still him have, on the field. Yeah, yeah, you've got two other guys who can come in, rotate, show him a few things, give a give us a couple of good reps when we need them. You're not for, re, having to be forced to be reliant on Chase on. Uh, as opposed to if you were drafting him and, and you had no other options there. So, and I think the same yeah. thing is true with Aquara. At this point. You're drafting a guy who eventually you hope can be a guy who's getting 60-plus percent of the snaps at defensive end, 70-plus percent of the snaps. But I think initially all these guys, because they're young pass rushers, are probably going to have to be part of a rotation. I would agree. And I think my guess is probably that you know early to mid-second round is probably where you're going to have to take Okora. I mean, just because of the athleticism, uh, because he came from Notre Dame, and you have you have a lot of – film against him against good tackles. So uh, we'll see. If the Cowboys get somebody like a C.J. Henderson in the first round, I think that would be an absolute steal yeah. uh, at you know at 51. But if they go chase on, it's very unlikely that they're going to take another edge rusher. Um, mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about Boise State's Curtis Weaver. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon, we know that the Cowboys love Boise State players. Uh, I don't think Curtis Weaver is the exception here. Uh, we've already kind of heard rumblings that that was somebody the Cowboys had on their 30 visit list. Um, you know, different type of defensive end, 6'3, 265 uh, pounds. Uh, maybe has some bad weight on him. I mean, this is somebody who's sitting maybe. You know, in a chair all, the, chair, all, chair all day doing stuff. So it's hard to criticize anybody's weight. Uh, <laughs> I've got some bad weight, too. i got some right. bad weight, too. Sure. Sure. It's, it's okay. Sure. But it's, <laughs> it's not like I've ever held back from doing that before on Twitter anyway. So what's the <laughs> um, let's talk about Curtis Weaver. What did you see in his tape? Uh, you know, I, I saw a guy with some with a with a bad body, I, I thick bodied, <laughs> kind of shorter arms, sort of unusual looking frame for an edge. Uh, you know, he makes it. And the reason that we're talking about him is because, despite being six two two sixty five, uh, which uh, I'll read that again, he's six two two sixty five, uh, and, and he's not like uh, 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 you know. Uh, Oh, why am I thinking the the, the guy from uh, the the Steelers that smokes cigars? James Harrison. He's not. He yeah. doesn't look. He doesn't look like James Harrison. He, you know, he looks like he's got a little bit of bad bad weight. But the thing about him is that he is cat quick. Like yeah. he, he he moves side to side very quickly for and it's and I think it's it's off putting or what it's it's uh it's it's uncanny. I think is the word I'm looking for, right? And I think it it, it kind of puts offensive tackles and some players like, "Oh, what what? Where did he like he cuz he just for a guy that's so squatty for him to have like side to side agility like that is is kind of uh off putting. Very low center of gravity. He kind of bounces off blockers and outquicks them in in phone booth spaces. He uses his hands okay, but doesn't have the length to win that way consistently. And I and I and I have a feeling that in the NFL that's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think he plays like a pinball, right? Like he's just constantly he's flying in one direction. He's bouncing off people and just trying to find his way to the, the football. Uh, but he doesn't get knocked over a lot, so he kind of is just this, you know, unstoppable low center of gravity that keeps moving. You, you can keep you know knocking on him, but he'll keep making his way. Uh, so there's some uh, 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 res- resilience and some uh, kind of just the go get him attitude, like that he can't really be stopped. He is he relentless, I guess is the word I'm looking for. He's relentless in sure. pursuit and that sort of thing. Uh, where does he win? Short area quickness uh, com- combined with a low center of gravity, you know, allows him to keep going, keep coming, keep going. Uh, unanswered questions: Can he lose 15 to 20 pounds and play? 
like linebacker who kicks down to rush the passer in some situations uh, and, and if not you know what is his role in the NFL because that's really where I, I struggled with the player is that you know I, I guess you could play him at Sam like an on the line Sam linebacker but yeah maybe I, I, I don't think he has the link for that I, so I think he's I, a three four outside linebacker yeah but even then like I don't know I still would want him to like I'd still want him to lose probably 15 or 20 pounds and like become a little bit maybe more fluid athlete but if but if you lose that if you do that does he lose some of his ability to kind of continue to take on and and askew you know offensive linemen I, I don't know he's I w- I really struggle with this guy, and, and, and if I was an NFL team, and maybe this is why Dallas wanted to bring him in as a 30 visit, like, is that I would want to kind of look at him a little bit, you know, just because I, I, I have questions about his projection, and I kind of would want to bring him in and work him out in a variety of different things just to kind of get an idea of, like, his entire skill set. Sure. Uh, because there isn't, you know, and I'm not discounting him completely because I can't, you know, immediately pinpoint a position for him but i do wonder if you know his unusual body size body type combined with a unusual way that he wins with that body type doesn't cause some consternation for someone who's trying to figure out what to do with this player yeah so when i watched him uh there's one player that kind of immediately came to mind and more so because of the body type um i don't even think he necessarily has a ceiling of this player but he reminded me a lot of anthony spencer in the same type of body, you know, the shorter, stockier okay. edge rushers. Okay. Um, I'm not sure he is much, uh, you know, I mean, remember, Spencer wasn't all that great of an athlete in terms of, like, straight line no. stuff. No. I don't think Curtis Weaver is as well. Um, but is he going to be strong enough to hold up as a left defensive end? Uh, or is he long enough to do that? I'm not sure. I still think his best fit would be as a 3-4 you know, left side linebacker where you can play him off the line of scrimmage a little bit. You can have him playing in space because he's actually pretty good, you know, dropping in coverage when he has to. Yeah, yeah. But for Dallas, if you're going to line him up as a right defensive end, you would like to typically see a guy with a little bit more juice, a little bit more bend. I mean, he wins a lot by just running around the edge, but I'm not sure how translatable that is in today's NFL. Um, Yeah. So where would you feel comfortable drafting Weaver? Like second round feels too rich for me. Is the third round where you would consider? This is one of those where I, I, I'm I'm kind of like at at, a, at the mercy of the team. I, I think you need to have a real like this is not just a football player. I think that you can just draft and then figure out his role later. I think you really really need to have a clearly defined role for what he's going to be doing. Yep. If you think if you think that he has, you know, pass rush ability that I don't really think he has. Yeah. I uh, I think yeah, third round. I This guy's like a a late day 2 guy or early yeah. day 3 guy. Like I, to I, me, I, I, I mean, I just agree. there's I just don't there's too many questions and uh, you know, like why why is he even why does he even have that body size? Like, why does he play? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's at a major college program. It's not like Boise State doesn't have a weight Food's program really good. or nutritionist. Food is really good in Boise, I've heard. <laughs> I mean, they got those potatoes in Idaho, yeah, man. It's really it's good. Lots of carbs. Uh, I mean, we, you know, again, not to fat shame this guy. It's just, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> We've already done unusual... it. I mean, we're already past that point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, th- this is more Marcus's game than mine, but, oh, but yeah. I, 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 you know, like, I just. 
I don't know. Like he, it, 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 it adds a lot of uncertainty to me, and and uh, uh, so I, I, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable. Honestly, I don't know that this guy's on my board. Okay, and that's fair. Um, let's go ahead and talk about somebody who's like thirty pounds lighter in Josh Pucci <laughs> from Michigan, yeah. Uh, yeah. a totally different type of player. Uh, yeah. You know, six one, two forty five. Uh, you know, we kind of heard whispers that he played in the two thirties at Michigan this year. Uh, Which is what he lot, looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played a lot more off the ball linebacker uh, than either <laughs> of the two guys we mentioned. Um, went to the Senior Bowl and actually had a really good Senior Bowl practice in week. Had two sacks game. in games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a, a a fun piece for Dallas, who I think I'm a little bit more interested in now because of maybe the Alden Smith signing. Uh, but what did you think of Josh Uchi when you studied him on tape? Well, I I really liked everything. You know, I just again. I, I hadn't done a study of him before, but I, I obviously had seen his reps uh, at, at the Senior Bowl practice and was very impressed there. Uh, and I saw, uh, you know, obviously the game, and, and he was really impressed there. And that was my introduction to Uchi. So uh, going back and watching it, you know, it's it's crazy. You forget about Michigan and, and uh, Don Brown. Who's, Don Brown's still the defensive coordinator there, right? Uh, yeah, he is. So, yeah, I, I I wasn't sure that they were using his defense and, and he had moved on. But, no, I, I think, you know, you know going in that Michigan's got uh, one of the better defensive minds, I think, in all of football in Don Brown. And they're running a lot of this kind of 3-3-5 defense. And he's playing a, uh, you know, kind of a, an outside linebacker in that defense. And in that defense, you know, the, the outside linebackers – almost kind of play a hybrid of a 3-4 and a 4-3 outside linebacker, yeah. right? Like they, yeah, they, they do, do a lot of blitzing. Um, you know, you, you'll see this guy kind of coming from all over the place. Uh, Uchi did everything. And let me, let me, 6-1, 2-8, 245, 9 and 4-8 hands, 33 and 5-8 inch arms, which is a nice size. I mean, 33 and 5-8, that's a good length for someone who's 6-1. Uh, and an 80 inch wingspan. Again, I, I, that's that's pretty good for a guy who's he's six one. Uh, short, squatty, but solid body with long arms. You know, he's he, he doesn't look like he's got a bunch of extra weight. He looks like he's you know in great shape, rocked up, uh, moves around a lot. In Don Brown's defense literally saw him drop as a middle third, <laughs> as the middle third in cover three at one point, uh, yep. which was pretty crazy to see. <laughs> Uh, I had to like go back and watch it several times to make sure that that's what I was seeing. Uh, he does so many things pretty well, and, and they moved him around a lot. I, I, I wish, I, I kind of wonder after watching his tape, I kind of wondered it, if that's why he was. It was so surprising uh, at the Senior Bowl to see him be so successful as a pass rusher. It's just because they didn't necessarily use him as just a pass rusher very often. So he didn't get it depended on the game, right? There were yeah. certain games where he would he would rush more than others, but yeah, I, I agree. He, he was very scheme specific or game scheme specific, game script specific, and I guess that you know what you saw is that this is a guy who got less opportunity to rush the, rush the passers than some of the other defensive ends down at the Senior Bowl, uh, but was still somehow more as effective or more effective than everybody else, right? Yep. Um, he looks comfortable as an off ball linebacker. Um, or coming off the edge as a pass rusher, and it was funny because you know you talk about, and one of your big things is about production, and I, you know, I agree that I think production mm-hmm. is an important thing. 
this is another one of these players who probably doesn't have traditional production numbers because he was so versatile and he was used in a variety of roles in a in a in a defense that is way more kind of has way more moving parts and way more game specific scripts than a lot of other defenses that I don't think, you know, he he probably doesn't have the traditional production that you're looking for at the position. He doesn't. Um, nope. But I, I think that this is a guy that if you watch the tape, you see a guy, the reasons for that is that it's not that he wasn't doing anything. It's that he was doing all the things, <laughs> just at different points. And, and I think that they used him, like his value and utility to the defensive coordinator is way higher than his production numbers should indicate because they did, this guy basically made them right in every single way possible. Uh, last things, I, I think he's comfortable on his feet on the move. Uh, he looks comfortable as an off-ball linebacker or coming off the edge as a pass rusher. Where does he win? He's a versatile utility player. Uh, unanswered question, is he good enough at any one thing to survive in a non-versatile role? And I think that that would be you know, a, an unfortunate situation if he got drafted by a team that was looking to just make him a pass rusher or just make him a off-ball linebacker. I think that's uh, limiting what his upside can be. I think if you really want to get the most out of this guy, you're going to use him, not maybe not as a 3-3-5 linebacker like Brown did, but you will use him in a variety of roles uh, that can really kind of let him shine uh, using his the thing that makes him so di- different than a lot of other players in this draft. Yeah, so I watched him last night against uh, Iowa, and he had probably 12, 15 pass rushing snaps in that game. Never got a win. And now he's going against some pretty good tackles there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you go against Penn State, you can watch him rush to, rush to pass in every one of those ones. Never got a win there. But he goes to the Senior Bowl, and all of a sudden he looks dominant as a pass rusher. So it's it's so hard to kind of weigh what you saw in the season compared to what you saw you know, in the Senior Bowl and the practices and the games. Um, here's one of the things that worries me a little bit in his career. He has 657 snaps. I mean, that's, that's less than what most guys played in 2019 alone. So there's just not a lot of tape of Uchi on the field. And that makes it even more difficult to project what he's going to be in the NFL. Um, but I think if you get to the third round, maybe even the back end of the second round, I think that's where I'm willing to to gamble on somebody like this. I almost think this is like the discount version of Zach Bond, right? It's somebody yeah. who doesn't have a lot of snaps but can do a lot of different things, can be a movable chess piece. Uh, so if you want him to be like, I don't know, your third linebacker or your third edge defender, I think that makes sense. But for the Cowboys at 51, it seems rich, but I could certainly, certainly get behind it at pick 82 if you want to make him a Sam, if you want to do some things where, you know, maybe he's a 3-4 edge rusher. Maybe he's a 3-4 inside linebacker that's coming downhill. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. But uh, a fun player. I did really enjoy his tape. Yeah, it was. And, and, uh, and it's always fun to watch Don Brown defenses. And, and clearly this guy is the jewel of his eye. Right, I mean, he right. liked he loved putting him in all the, all kinds of different situations. I agree, and I think that he didn't have a ton of snaps. I, I think that either we're relying heavily on his senior bowl performance, but I also think that you know that's that's actually okay. You know, I, yeah. I think that you know that if anything, it's 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 almost a, a, a you know a semi a semi version of 
semi-pro version of tape, right? Because you're seeing sure. yeah. the, these all these guys that are at the Pro Bowl at the Senior Bowl are going to the NFL. So anyone that he's going against is whether he gets drafted or not, they'll probably end up on a team at least for training camp. So those condensed reps of pass rush, and because they're also the latest thing we've seen, I think that they take a, a, a heavy. Uh, uh, they're heavily weighted versus you know an individual game of, of bad pass rushing. And, and again, I, I think that this is a, a situation where this is a guy who, for the reasons you mentioned, because of his versatility, because of his lack of snaps, I think there's upside there. You know, I think sure. what maybe that what we could have discovered here with with the fact that he was so good as a pass rusher is that when he was fo- when he was allowed to focus on doing one specific thing and kind of refine that skill set and got more opportunity to do that, that he got better at it. So uh, yeah. I think that those are all positive things, uh, and I think you know the the senior bowl. This is another great example of the senior bowl putting good context on uh, your your senior tape, right? I think yeah. it, it and I think this is a situation where he opened a lot of people's eyes and 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 realized, well maybe there's some context to why he didn't produce or he, you know, he wasn't as good a pass rusher in, in college as maybe he can develop to be in the pros. All right, let's stack these up before we leave, Landon. I've got Aquara in the second round. I've got Uchi in the third and then I've got a little bit lower of a third round grade on Curtis Weaver. Um, but probably acknowledging he's not a great fit in the Cowboys' defense. So second, third, third. How do you guys? How do you have these ones stacked up? I think that sounds right. You know, I think for Aquara, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he snuck into the end of the first round. But I would, sure. you know, I expect him to be, if not a top fifty player, just outside of the top fifty. Does that mean probably? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm almost thinking that, considering how many. How many teams need pass rushers? Like, I yeah. can see the Chiefs even looking at him at 32. You know, the Colts have, I think, picked 34. I could see him certainly going in that range. Totally. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I, I let me be clear, too. I, I think he is, when I say that, I think he is getting a, a position value and uh, and also a uh, uh, a market value. Value bump because they're oh, all because sure. like you just yeah. said there's no there's very few pass rushers of quality so he'll get a bump that there pass rushers in general get a bump so he'll get that bump you know I I think in that scenario he's a yeah top of the second round bottom of the first round player uh, I think for Uche I think you nailed it I would say top, bottom of the second for some teams probably top of the third for others for him uh, for Weaver I mean I I'm I'm probably fourth round. I, I yeah. I, I don't think he makes a lot of sense on a four three team. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I think it for a three four team. If you squint, I think you can see it. I don't. I don't really see a, a level of useful, of true usefulness for this team. And I'm probably going to eat those words when the Cowboys draft him. So yeah. Well, we do that all the time here on the yep. Cowboys podcast. I remember doing it last year at Tristan Hill. We are, we're getting good at it now. Uh, yes. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Make sure you follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.